Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Your spouse is going to frustrate you. Your kids are going to frustrate you. You're going to have some issue with the family member. You're going to have some issue with the coworker. You're going to have some issue with the neighbor. You're going to have some issue. And this is the choice for us. Will you be right or will you be righteous? And you can be right. You can be right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be righteous. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. The Christmas story is one of the most well-known stories of the Bible. Even people outside of the Christian faith tend to have a general understanding of the Christmas story. But there are some lesser-known characters in the story that you may not be as familiar with. In this series entitled Grumpy Old Men, we'll be examining several characters from the Christmas story who had to deal with rather unfortunate and challenging circumstances. As we'll see, These circumstances created a bit of grumpiness in their spirit. It is our hope that this series will provide greater insight into one of the most popular stories in the Bible. Please enjoy the message. Uh, Last week, uh, we started this series in which we are focusing in on a few different people in the Christmas story. And these are specifically uh, men, and they are generally grumpy. Or at least they have something to be grumpy about. Now, a common theme in Christmas movies uh, is that there's often a grumpy individual that is a part of that story, and generally they are a grumpy man that is a part of the story. Whether it is the Grinch, which isn't really a human being, but it's still something, and, and that individual is certainly grumpy. Uh, there is Scrooge in The Christmas Carol, who is a grumpy man. You have uh, Clark Griswold in A Christmas Vacation that through the ups and downs of, of that whole story is dealing with a bit of grumpiness as well. And then another movie in which there is a grumpy individual is the movie Elf. Now, how many of you here would say that Elf is maybe your favorite Christmas movie or at least an enjoyable one? Many of it, it, is become, it has become a classic. And it's not even really that old. It is a wonderful movie. It, it, it is full of fun. And it's a story of a person named Buddy the Elf who somehow crawls into Santa's bag. And with that, he's taken to the North Pole. And it's there that he's adopted in by the other elves. And, and it's there that he is raised up as an elf. And he helps prepare for Christmas every single year. And with that, he comes to find out, though, as an adult, and being so different from those around him, that he was actually adopted, that they, that, that, that they weren't actually his family. And so he sets out to find his real father, a man named Walter Hobbs, who is indeed a very grumpy individual. And Walter wants nothing to do with Buddy. He doesn't want him to be a part of his life. And as the movie progresses, you realize that Walter views Buddy as somebody who is going to ruin his life, as he would actually say. And it's with that that Walter is really brought to a crossroads of what he would do with this child of his. This child that he didn't expect, that he didn't know was coming, but is coming, that that came into his life nonetheless. He had a choice to make. What would he do with this child? And with that, he realized that this child is actually a tremendous blessing to him and to his family. But it would be quite a journey to get him to that place of realization. In a very, very, very similar way, Jesus' earthly father, Joseph, has to take that same journey. There's a child that's coming into his life that he didn't expect. Undoubtedly, the circumstances would have caused some grumpiness. 
And with that, it's going to be quite a path for him to get to the point to where he realizes the blessing that this child is going to be, not only to him and his family, but really, as we all know, to the entire world through the rest of time until that child comes back one day. I'm going to read the story to you, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to break it down with you to share with you this journey that Joseph was on. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, Joseph is someone that we don't know really a lot about. He doesn't say anything in the Bible. There there are no recorded words of him. But we do know that he was a carpenter. He was strong, obviously, the silent type. And he was somebody that, for whatever reason, we'll explore that later, God chose him to raise his son. And this story brings us to three points that we're going to make that are Joseph's path. The first is Joseph's dilemma. He has a significant dilemma. What's the dilemma? Well, let's look again at the text. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. This is his dilemma. This would have meant that, that, that there was sex outside of marriage. She has become pregnant, and there would have been a social, she would have become a social outcast as a result of this. To better even better understand it, if you see the marriage process in ancient times, then you kind of appreciate it a little bit more, some of the dilemma that Joseph is in. There was an engagement period, and in the engagement period, that would often take place before uh, the, the people, the two kids or teenagers, were even aware that there had been an agreement made. The engagement period was often two families who decided that these two children were going to be married. And then sometime down the road, the children, the teenagers, would find out that they were committed to each other. And with that, they would then enter into the next phase. But people in this day felt like the romantic impulses of young teenagers would lead to too significant of decisions for something as significant as marriage. And so the parents made the decision for them. The second phase was the betrothal period. This is one year before the marriage was actually going to take place. And at this particular juncture, the two would become legally married from a legal perspective, but there wouldn't be any type of uh, sexual relationship between the two. The marriage would not be consummated yet. And so over the course of that year, if the man, if the man, the husband, were to die, then the wife, even though they hadn't officially been married, she would be considered a widow. Because there was still something significant and official about it. This is the phase that Mary and Joseph are in. And then there's the last, which is the marriage period. And this is that one week celebration that takes place 
in which they, everyone is brought in town. And then at the end of that, the marriage is consummated and they are officially husband and wife. And then from a societal standpoint, they would be told, yes, you can start a family at this particular point. And this process created an incredible dilemma for Joseph. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and He changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. Because Mary had never been dishonest to him, so she was trustworthy, but he knew he wasn't the father. And then Mary gave him this incredible story about how an angel appeared to her, and, and, and as a result of that angel, that the Holy Spirit had come upon her, and she now was with child. There was no good option at this point for him to clean up the mess except to quietly separate from her. And what this does is it puts Joseph in a position in which he has to make a decision. But the dilemma of that decision is this, is Joseph has to do what the, is he either going to do what the law said or to do what love said? He loved her. He cared for her. But then there was this whole aspect of the law. What was the law? Well, in Deuteronomy 22, the most extreme cases was found in which Mary could be taken out in the street and stoned to death. That rarely took place. Then in Deuteronomy 24, we read this. If a man marries a woman who becomes displeasing to him because he finds something indecent about her, there is something that has made her impure, similar to the case of Mary here, then he can write her a certificate of divorce and they then separate. And this is what Joseph is debating he should do or not do. This is what the law said. But love says this. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. Love never fails. And so Joseph is at this crossroads of what he will do. And with the limited amount of information that he has, he's going to attempt to honor both the best that he possibly can. And this Christmas, you are going to be put in a similar spot. Now, you won't have to choose between love and the law. But here's what's going to happen. Your spouse is going to frustrate you. Your kids are going to frustrate you. You're going to have some issue with the family member. You're going to have some issue with the coworker. You're going to have some issue with the neighbor. You're going to have some issue. And this is the choice for us. Will you be right or will you be righteous? And you can be right. You can be right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be righteous. And that path is one that 
generally is not very obvious, that path is one that is generally not easy. Because you might be right to be upset at your child, but you won't be righteous if you scream and berate them. You might be right in your political view, but you won't be righteous if you have disdain and hatred towards those of another political view. You might be right in how your coworker didn't pull their weight on that particular project or that assignment, but you won't be righteous if you gossip about them and don't talk to them about this issue. You might be right in how you manage your money in your marriage, but you won't be righteous if those decisions create bitterness and mistrust with your spouse. There is a significant difference between right and righteous. And trust me, I've had enough of these moments myself, and I've had enough of these moments through conversations with others that it's really, we think it's hard, but it's not, to dig in on what's right, but we don't always do what's righteous. And the simplest way for you to know the difference between the two is this. Will this decision sacrifice the relationship? Because that is what the law brought about. That is what right brings about. I'm not saying that you don't have a point. And I'm not saying that the issue isn't there. I know it has been in many cases with me. But I also know with me that when I have focused on being right, I've often sacrificed the relationship in the process. And righteousness is often that third path that's going to take quite a bit of effort. It's going to take quite a bit of energy. It's probably even going to take some prayer and some additional counsel to discover. But it's always worth it. And for Joseph, that's his dilemma. He's trying to figure out what is this other path. But with the limited amount of information that he has, he can't figure it out until he has a dream. And it's the dream that reveals to him key pieces of information. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. That's a pretty key piece of information that he's receiving there because the cause of Mary's pregnancy is from the Holy Spirit. That right there revealed where the conception came from. A TV personality from years ago named Larry King, he made the point, he said, if you could prove to me that Jesus was really born of a virgin, then I would believe in him. Now, as far as we know, Larry King never came to believe in Jesus. But I also would say that Larry King was a little off in what he was saying. And maybe that's where some of you are right now, that you, you're at a place where you, you, you think that you, you, got, you, you think you want to believe in Jesus, you're trying to believe in Jesus, but then you're also kind of struggling because there's some aspects of the Bible, there's miracles in the Bible that you aren't really sure that you believe in. And as a result of that, you just can't quite cross that line of faith. That isn't a miracle issue. That's a God issue. Someone once said, if you can get past the first five words of the Bible, in the beginning God created, and you believe that, then you shouldn't have any trouble believing water came from a rock, a Red Sea parted. Someone who was blind could now see. 
or even a woman who is a virgin could become pregnant with a child. Because the only time in all of the history of creation that something was made from nothing was when God did it. And if God could do that, then he could cause Mary to become pregnant with a child. And that takes a little bit of faith. But I believe God is big enough to do that. And with that, there were some significant implications. That Jesus, he had an earthly mother, but he didn't have an earthly father. He had a heavenly father, but he didn't have a heavenly mother. He is the only baby ever born who was older than his mother and as old as his father. He had an earthly mother, so he would be human, but he didn't have an earthly father, so he wouldn't be a sinner. He was without human failure because he was without a human father. The Apostle Paul explains to us in the book of Romans that it is through the seed of man that sin is transferred to each and every one of us, not by the birth of a baby from the mother. And so with this particular situation, Jesus was able to come into the world without sin, and he wouldn't succumb to sin. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. And so this dream revealed that first bit of information to Joseph that the pregnancy was the result of the Holy Spirit. The second part of the text said this, she will give birth to his son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph would have known that. He would have, he would have gone to the temple and, and been a part of the sacrificial system. He would have known that the sinfulness of all the Jewish people was the problem. So to finally have someone to redeem them of that would have been the answer. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And these two different names reveal the character of Mary's child. The first is Jesus, which speaks into his humanity. And the significance of that is God could not save us if he didn't become us. So Jesus is a part of his humanity. Jesus in the Old Testament, the name there was Joshua, which literally meant Jehovah is salvation. The point that we're learning here is that the name matters. It matters a whole lot. That speaks into Jesus' humanity. And that's why we read in the Bible in multiple places that the name of Jesus really matters. And this is one of them in Acts chapter 4. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I, I could write you a check for $1 million. 
And you can be confident of this. You would have zero chance of actually getting any of that money. It would not happen. It would bounce the moment you gave it to them. But if that check for $1 million was given to you by Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or Bill Gates or some other billionaire, you would have a lot of confidence that it would get cashed and you would get that money because of the name. The name makes all the difference. And that's why in Romans it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We live in a world of people who are trying to be good enough. But Philip's name isn't going to get get me to heaven. Your name isn't going to get you to heaven. The only name that's going to get you to heaven is Jesus' name. And when the angel says to Joseph, the name of Jesus is what you are to name him because he will save them from their sins, what he is saying is, is that he will become a man and he in that will be able to save all of us by becoming like us. The second name that he gives is Emmanuel, which speaks to Jesus' divinity. Colossians chapter two says this, for in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Some people wonder why Jesus had to be fully God and fully man. And the reason that he had to be fully God is because All of the sin of humankind couldn't have come upon a human. We wouldn't have been sufficient. But all of that sin could come upon God. And God knew that we couldn't save ourselves, but that he could save us. And so Jesus came to the world as being fully man and fully God. And so there was a dilemma. There was a dream. And that led to a decision That in light of this new information that Joseph didn't have, what's the righteous path? What's the path of love now? And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph had a decision and the decision was this. Was he going to obey the will of God or reject the will of God? Would he be obedient or wouldn't he be obedient? Many people wonder why, again, Joseph was chosen. And we don't know precisely, but I would say this. Maybe one of the reasons that God chose Joseph is because God knew that Joseph would set an incredible example of what obedience to him really looked like. It's an example of fully trusting and his heavenly father. I don't think that there was ever an instance in which Jesus was really going to turn away from the cross, but we all know that there was still a level of obedience that was required of him to go to the cross. And Philippians chapter two tells us this, that Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. This obedience wasn't to Roman authorities. It was to his heavenly father. And as he knelt in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. But don't worry, I'm not gonna turn from the cross because it is not my will that needs to be done. It is yours that needs to be done. You're gonna have those same instances of frustration You're going to have moments of stress. You're going to have moments in which you're really spread thin that you're going to have to decide, are you really going to trust God enough to be obedient this Christmas? To be obedient with caring for the least of these. 
to be obedient with your generosity. This is all revealed to us in his word. And so we need to be obedient with reading his word. Be obedient with truly depending on him. Be obedient with not fearing. Be obedient with not being anxious. To be obedient with loving a local church. To be obedient with being faithful to your spouse. Be obedient with being wise with your spending and saving. You see, every single day we have the same choice that Joseph had. Will we be obedient to God's will or will we reject it? And one of the things I see here is that amazing things, unbelievable things happen when we are willing to continue to trust him and to be faithful to him, to be obedient to him. We, we have staff members here at the church named Juan and Elkie Fallis who had to deal with a bit of a, a season of, of struggle, you might say. A, a season of wondering, was God going to show up in their life? in an incredible and unbelievable way. You see, they were infertile for seemingly for well over two years and they were wondering would they ever have a child or not. And it's in those moments of tension you wonder why God didn't come through for you. Why isn't God coming through for you? What's amazing about their story To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.